0: Well, today I want to share on, um, on something that I often touch on. Um, I often think about this, and I've called it the power of both. And um, because I, I often dwell on various things that are impacting our community and, and how God operates through us as people. And I often think about how we as humans love extremes. We love one way of doing something. And um, we might get on that bandwagon for a year or two and then we jump on a different bandwagon and we head for another extreme, but we tend to love our view of things. We have a particular lens, don't we? And we see things a certain way and hear things a certain way, and that's the way we view the world. Therefore, we picture things that that's the way it should be done. And then we look across the globe a little bit and we see that things are done in completely different ways and God still moves. And so I've learned to get a little bit of a larger view on life, God, the kingdom, my own perspective, um, by looking across the globe and seeing what is God doing in different places. And we will often find that He does things even in settings that we wouldn't necessarily bless in and of ourselves if we were God. It's a good thing we're not God, isn't it? But we can see that God has many different expressions. And so today I want us to read from Romans chapter 5, just the first five verses. I've also read this one a number of times as well, but we're going to take a different um, different slant on that. Let me open it first. Romans 5, 1 to 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame or in other versions does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In looking today at the power of both, what I want to bring out is a very simplistic truth. It's something that you you can see all over the world. You can see all over Christianity. And it's one of these things that I think that if we can learn to hold in great attention both aspects of what I'm going to describe today, I think we become more powerful believers. And so what am I talking about? I'm talking about... Both the spiritual realm and the natural realm. Some of us do the spiritual realm really well, really good prayers and and really good um, at hearing from God and doing things, but maybe sometimes we don't get it right in the natural. We don't know how to interpret or explain things, or we don't know how to see that outwork in the practicalities of our life, our work, our career, our families. And so there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect. Other people are really good in the natural realm. They succeed in so many things. Um, um, But when it comes to hearing from God and actually leading from Him, there's a weakness, a weak spot. And so there's a disconnect. I believe God has created you and me to be very, very powerful spiritual beings and natural beings. And so that we can actually operate really well in both realms. And when we learn to operate well in both realms, we don't have a disconnect. When we're at work in a very earthly setting, people aren't baffled by what we're talking about or they're not just going, oh, that's mumbo jumbo. I don't get anything you're talking about. You're a weirdo. Just get away from me because we're living in spirit land. But we actually know how to translate the spirit realm to the natural realm. And when we, when we break it down to real simplicity of translating the kingdom power of God to those around us, sometimes we have to get really practical. And I don't know about you, but um, often God will talk very simply, very practically, very small. And so sometimes we will miss those opportunities because we think there's a bigger supernatural opportunity waiting for us. When today He has a number of small, little, practical, very spiritual, but very practical opportunities. Um, And it can be in many different ways. Let me just get back to my notes. I'm a little bit one-handed today because I had a self-inflicted injury on Friday with this shoulder, so on a little motorbike. Um, So I don't need any sympathy. I know most of you are just going, see, I told you, you know, (laughs) it would happen. Maddie's already had that discussion with me. Anyway, it's it's all good fun, isn't it? Interestingly enough, when we hear a lot about the Lord's Prayer, uh, with Bethel's influence across the world, um, let your kingdom come on earth as in heaven, it, it seems to be a, a daily quoted verse by many, and, and we love it, and it's and it's incredible. Here's the thing that I get out of that, is that when we pray, let your kingdom come on earth, and then he actually does it, what does it look like? We We sometimes have this, this um, idea that when there's an awakening of God, be it personally or on a mass scale, that that is going to mean more church services. That's a very Western view of revival or of awakening. Um, If I think of someone like William Wilberforce, he was a product of the great awakening through John Wesley. He was a product of that. And so his expression of awakening was free slaves, very practical. If you've seen seen the movie, um, I don't can't even remember what it's called, but you know the movie that depicts it. Amazing Grace, yeah. How could I forget that? It's an injury, okay. <laughs> Bit of concussion, maybe something. I don't know. <laughs> But we see we see there uh, them in Parliament, and I don't know if you ever watch Question Time in Parliament, which I randomly do it from time to time. It's 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 a fascinating experience. But it was like that back then, in the Westminster system that we have. That there's a lot of a lot of just you know arguing and uh, you know power playing and you know a lot of jesting and joking and. Um, Paying out as well, but but you can see the years and years and years of toll that William Wilberforce in Parliament over there in England um, to fight f- to freedom of the of the slaves, and uh, and that was his expression of the Great Awakening. Through John Wesley, it was great preaching, great theology, great exposition of Scripture, great signs and wonders released, not in the sense of miracles so much, but in the conversion of souls. And you can see there, that there's different season where God ha- has a different impression on the body of Christ. And I look at it now and I, I think, uh, who knows what God's going to do next? Who knows what expression it's going to be? Um, I was watching a, a prophetic guy from America this week. And, and he was saying, you know, it's, mar- it's time for marketplace, marketplace um, you know, breakouts in the supernatural and things like that. I'm, you know, we've been hearing that for 20 years. There's nothing new and it is happening. Um, but I hear things like that. and I'm just saying, all right, Lord, do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. Because I've, I've given up my agenda of what I want to see happen. I don't know about you, but if you've prayed enough and if you've fasted enough for your agenda to take place and it doesn't happen, you, you then realize God's got another agenda. He has a bigger agenda than you and me. He has a bigger agenda than Harvest Church. He has a bigger agenda than Adelaide or Australia or our style or our methods or our theology. He has a global agenda. And so his heart is for the human race. And he will get us however he wants to get us. I often think it's funny when, when people are so set on their way and their style. And I've spoken about it before, but John MacArthur, who's a great theologian and, and helped do a lot of stuff in interpreting scripture uh, for us in the modern day church. But, but this guy is completely blinded when it comes to the supernatural. He is a word man through and through. He's an incredible word man through and through. But he has no understanding of the spiritual realm when it comes to practically released in the gifts of the Spirit. So he completely denies anyone. He, he verbally, openly, publicly cans Bill Johnson or anyone who, who goes after the supernatural realm. And I look at this and I think that is so sad. It is so sad when we are so set on our way, our theology, that we completely limit God to just what we think is right. And and God's going to bless him and and, and he's been an amazing man of God. I'm not putting him down, but he's done it so publicly in strange fire conferences that it's worth talking about sometimes and so that we don't get confused. But I look at that and I think, wow, I don't want to be like that. I want to be one who can actually look at different realms and movements and say, hey, God's using that somehow And uh, it's not my job to bring that down and can that and make everyone feel bad in that camp. And so I think we can have a bigger view of things. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think God has a bigger view of things. Sometimes um, when I think about awakening and I think about what does that really mean for us in today's world, I think so often I think what that means is God wants to awaken something inside of us so that it will make such a difference to us and then have a ramification effect on the people around us. So it won't take us away from, uh, I, I think of times when, um, no, I won't even go down that rabbit trail. Won't even go there. Let's get back to my notes. It's, it's Russell, always go back to your notes when you need to. That's a tip for you for next year. When you can feel that pull in a different direction, just stay on track, stay on track. I want to give you three, and there's probably a hundred examples in biblical history, in Scripture, of great people who I believe took both realms, Word and Spirit, or it's the spirit realm and the earthly realm. And they took these things and they mashed them together and God brought about incredible results. First one's Moses. Moses was an amazing Man of God, but he didn't think he was necessarily. He didn't even know he could speak that well. And so he has incredible encounters with God, and he's trying to work with a bunch of people who weren't really listening, but he somehow was able to take that encounter, take that awakening, so to speak, that spirit realm, relate it to the earthly realm. And what did God do? God told him to do some very normal earthly things. He wrote some stuff down on tablets for him. He gave earthly expressions of the spiritual encounter. And that's what it would often do for us. If we have a spiritual encounter with him, out of that Yes, we may seek Him and may lead us into a deeper season of seeking Him, but the experience isn't so that we necessarily seek another experience. We can, and maybe there's a purpose in that, a leading and a deepening and a walk and a journey into a uh, a deeper intimacy with Him. But oftentimes, out of that experience, He'll speak to us or He'll be showing us, oftentimes He'll be showing us stuff in our own hearts. That's, that's often what I've seen happen and experienced is often it'll be the Holy Spirit's ministering to me for me. And even if I'm thinking it's about someone else, no, it's for me. And so, so often He wants to be personal with you. He wants to get very, very personal. Like Karen said, God, He actually wants to be operating through inside of us right now, here this morning. And so He loves being with us. And so those times where He wants to meet with you and pour out His Spirit upon you, maybe it's a baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time and speaking in tongues, or maybe it's an encounter or whatever it is, the presence has a purpose. It has a purpose. And it's, it's kind of like James Gold said it to us um, some years ago now when we were talking through stuff on on transformation and we're talking about taking the kingdom of God, you know, to the world around us. And, and he spoke, I think he spoke on it here actually, about the river of God and the banks on the river. And he spoke about the two working together. And we we need banks on the river to direct the river in a certain direction. And on the banks, trees grow. And we can see that in Revelation. We can see the, the expression of uh, what... There's healing in the leaves on the trees and there's all sorts of expressions of the kingdom of God. But we need both. We need Word and Spirit. We need river and banks. We need awakening and we need application. We need the spiritual and we need the natural. And when we learn to operate in both really, really powerfully, then we can take the Word of God in that place where God's speaking to us and then we apply it to the world around us. And it might be for career. It might be for family. It might be for breakthrough. It might be for healing. It could be for any realm of life. God has an answer for everything. Everything. It's interesting, and um, the more and more Karen and I, you know, we live at a farm and we love creation now. And, oh, there's barely a day goes by where we don't comment on how much we just are fascinated by nature now, whether it's the birds or the trees or something, I don't know, kangaroos, just anything. Um, and it's fascinating how when you get a, a wider view of God than what you're used to, you begin to see things you'd never seen before. Now, people have lived in the country all their lives. That this is just second nature. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but, you know, we're still newbies at it. So we're like, wow, it's phenomenal. You know, there was mist the other morning and we were totally fogged in. And I was like, isn't this phenomenal? God's just incredible at the things He's created, the bugs and the, the creatures and everything. I mean, the mozzies are annoying. <laughs> but apart from that, and it just opens your mind, doesn't it? This, this is an incredible God who's created all of those things. How much more then does He want to look after you? How much more then does He want to provide for you? How much more then does He want to give you creative ideas to break through in your career, in your life, in your study, in your arena that you're trying to break through into a new realm? God has the solutions for you. He's not just going to leave you dangling for the rest of your life. He actually wants to help you. And often it will happen in the encounter. He may speak to you in the quiet time or in the Word of God. He'll speak to you and then there'll be something practical that will bring out of that. Sometimes he may say things we don't want him to say. That's when we know it's him. I don't know about you, but when you get that feeling like, oh, no, I didn't hear that. I'm going to go and have breakfast. Do you know what I mean? You just quickly get on with something and it's because you don't want to hear it, but you've already heard it and you can't unhear it. So it's, it's there. That's Holy Spirit. He's speaking. He's saying something. And, and then when we yield, when we yield in obedience, He loves that because that's called faith. And that's what this verse is talking about. This passage is talking about taking that realm of faith and then seeing what the Holy Spirit will do with it, even through our sufferings, we have perseverance, we go through trials and it releases hope. When we learn to take that realm of faith, that spiritual realm, and make it applicable to our daily lives. I don't know about you, but you may know someone, I don't think there's anyone here who does this, but you may have known someone over your life who who always has something ahead of them, but they never attain it. They're always going after something. There's always, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. It's gonna be breakthrough. They're trying a new thing, gonna do that, but they never actually see that kind of breakthrough in their lives. This is what it's like. There's a disconnect. This is what it's like when we take all the spiritual stuff we know. Most of us have got doctorates in spirituality. We've been in so many meetings. We've we've read the Bible so many times and we can quote verses. I mean, we're phenomenal with our knowledge. Our issue is not knowledge. Our issue is transformation. Making it something that we can actually take this kingdom realm and actually go, Lord, do something with it in me. Do something with it in me. Make it applicable to my life. Make me a testimony to the kingdom of God in whatever realm, in my speech, in my my job, in what I'm going after, in the way I hang out with people and all this sort of stuff. The kingdom of God, I believe, is really seeking after practical outlets called human beings. And so often we really want to go after the spiritual stuff and I think that's actually the beginning place. That's the birthplace of the awakening that then transpires into our communities. And there'll be hundreds and hundreds of little applications that if all of us this morning here, hearing from the Holy Spirit, hearing, yeah, okay, maybe it is that simple. Maybe it is that easy. Maybe it is the stuff that's right in front of me. Maybe I have been just ignoring some of those simple things, or maybe there's breakthrough ahead of me, and it actually looks like a very practical thing. Then go for it. Go for it. Because God loves faith. And that's, Romans 5, it's talking about that. You're justified by faith, but God loves faith. He, he loved Abraham because of his faith. And he loves you because of your faith. You've been able to stand through trials. He loves that. You've been able to stand through disappointments, failures, fears, all of this stuff. That's why you're still here. God loves your faith. If it's the only thing you hear today, then make sure you hear that. He loves your faith, that you've stuck it out, that you're still going, you're still on the treadmill, so to speak. I spent a lot of time on the treadmill and it's very relevant for me. So, you know, it gets very boring after a while. But God loves your faith. He loves your pursuit of Him. Do you know that? He loves your pursuit of Him. He's not disappointed in you. He's not worried about you. He's not worried about what's going to happen or what's not going to happen because He knows that if you stand in faith, you can stand through sufferings and perseverance and trials and you'll actually come out better for it. You'll come out with hope. You'll come out with destiny. You'll come out with victory. And so when we hold these two things strongly, both this spiritual realm and the earthly realm, we can actually look and we say, let your kingdom come, your kingdom, which is the spiritual realm. And where does he say, let it come? Let it come on earth. So he actually has a heart for this spiritual realm to be expressed here on earth. And it happens through you and me. Yes, there's the sovereignty of God. And sometimes he just chooses to move powerfully over a region or a people or on a person. And, and they're kind of the exceptions. They're not the rule. That's just my own philosophy. It may not be fact, but that's my philosophy, that, that God is sovereign. And sometimes He just chooses to just absolutely dominate an atmosphere and, um, and take over. And we just, we'd love that. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? We could just sort of stand there and bask in it. But more often than not, He actually is looking at us, waiting on us and saying, all right, let's do this together. Let's transform the world together. Let's do it together. What does it look like through you? What does it look like through you this week? I heard a another prophetic businessy guy. He's a avid Trump fan, and um, he makes no bones about that. But uh, I, I agree with him on 85% of his stuff. <laughs> this is this particular guy. And, um, and he was saying how he goes to a lot of meetings, a lot of revival meetings, a lot of church meetings, and he Nowadays, he's, he's operating in a lot of business and corporate and uh, political realms. And, and he, he was saying this week, and I, I was just thinking, dwelling on this uh, while I was actually preparing this at the same time. And, and he was saying, you know, we, we, so many of us were praying for awakening, 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 awakening. And he said, what are we going to do when it actually happens? What are we going to do with it when it actually happens? And it's kind of the same thing that, that I'm chewing on over the last few years is we're praying for awakening. We want revival. We want the Lord to move powerfully. Every one of us in this room would, would agree with that. We want to see more of God. We want to see Him break out and, and do incredible things and souls saved on mass in our region. But what will we do if and when He does it? Or what do we do if He does it in a way we don't expect? Or what if, what if He's actually saying to us, that awakening is already in you? There may be a small bit of it, but it's in you. His name is Jesus. And we have a great advocate, Holy Spirit. That's a pretty good recipe for awakening. And so we actually we look and sometimes we go, hey, I'm, I'm championing for more. I'm believing for more. But what do I have now? And so it's that now and not yet kind of tension, isn't it? that we live in as human beings. We know we've got eternity to live in, but we've got to do this thing now called life. And we have, you know, debts and bills. And you know what I mean? A very practical way we live. You can't ring the bank and say, I have a word that you are to forgive me this month. (laughs) Disconnect. Absolute disconnect. But this is the world we live in. We've got to do life well, don't we? This is called translating. It's called translating the kingdom of God, where we take the kingdom stuff, that incredible stuff that he's given us, the wisdom and the power and the authority and the spiritual, the insight, all that stuff, and we translate it into the natural, to the jobs, to the people, to the problems, the offenses, the issues, the conflicts, all of this stuff, sufferings, trials. That's why we talk about it here in Romans. He didn't start with all the joyful things, did he? Sufferings, perseverance, I mean, it's pretty hardcore. Why? Because, Lord, let your kingdom come in all of that stuff. Lord, let your will be done in all of that stuff. Let's see breakthrough in that stuff. Let's see breakthrough in the hard stuff. Let's see spiritual breakthroughs with people when we haven't had to whip it up so that everyone feels like there's an atmosphere of spirituality, but there's nothing more than a synthesizer playing. We want Holy Spirit. We want the real thing and I know you do too, you want a real encounter with God. You want something that will last you when there are sufferings and trials. Because believe me, the synthesizer will not help you in the trials. It'll help you at a church service, but it will not help you in your trials. It's no good planting a synthesizer on a sick person. It will not make them well. It's half in jest, but you know where I'm going with this. When we hunger after the real thing, we want both. We want to be incredible stewards of of God's kingdom and what He gives us and incredible kings and queens of actually then operating in a realm here on earth that we actually have to then release and translate that kingdom and that authority and that power that He's given us in, in this place, in our spirit, into the world around us. Let's stand. I want to finish on that. Because I, I, I want to give a few minutes just for God to, to move on our hearts. And, um, and what I want to do is, is, I'll ask the worship team just to come up because we need a bit of anointing through the synthesizer. Um. What, what I want to do is, is, is we're, just, we're just normal people. We've come here this morning. We're, we're doing our thing. We're, we've all got different things going on. I'm thinking of Grilled right now. I mean, it's just it's visions coming at me right now of a burger from Grilled. So we've all got things happening, going on in our lives. Obviously, you haven't eaten at Grilled before, most of you, but we're normal people. That's what I'm trying to say. We've got things to do today, tomorrow. Yesterday, some stuff happened, and if you ever seen the analogy between men's and women's brains, anyone ever seen that? Oh my goodness, that was that was revelation for Karen and I. Maybe we should show that next week. Oh, I'm going to put that up next week. Remind, where's Leisha? Remind me. <laughs> it is revelatory, as particularly for the men, it's like, oh my gosh, is that why she's like that? <laughs> Uh, Anyway, not sure why we're going on that track. Only to say that right now, we are a lot of flesh and blood this morning. And we don't have to whip up anything to see the presence of God released in our lives. All we have to do is ask Him to come. All we have to do is ask Him to come, open our hearts in obedience. And just like in Romans, God loves our faith. He loves our faith. So our currency to release the anointing is faith. That's what we transact in heaven, isn't it? We transact in faith. We trade in faith. God loves faith. He, He gives things to people who have faith. He releases things. So I want you to today, if you want to see more of the presence of God and that supernatural power that you long for and you're hungering for and that awakening, I want you to make it really personal today. And ask God to come and fill you. So lift your hands and begin to ask Him to come and fill you today for an awakening in your life so that we can then take it out to the world, so that we can then translate this encounter, this power, this anointing that He gives us to those around us. And so today, Holy Spirit, we just say, come. We just say, come and have your way. I ask that you would move on us as a Harvest Church family, maybe in a special way today, in a special way today to lift off burdens, lift off chains, depression, anxiety, fear, limitations, broken off your life today in Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask that you would release your presence. Release your presence. Release your presence. Release your presence. presence. Holy Spirit, we say come. Holy Spirit, we say come. Just ask Him with me. As a church family, I just want to spend a few minutes doing this today. We say come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Transformation. 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 Come, Holy Spirit.